Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Press Pass Podcast, a product of the Press Republican newspaper right here in Plattsburgh, New York, Clinton County, New York. Welcome, everybody. I'm Joe LaTempolio, Editor-in-Chief of the Press Republican. I'm here with my trusty Ben Rowe, Night Editor. This is Episode 72 of the Press Pass Podcast. We haven't been doing them weekly um, as of late due to the scheduling um Conflicts. Um, Podcasting life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but we're back after a couple weeks, and we're happy to be here. We have plenty of talking things to talk about. We're recording this today on Friday, July first, which is Happy Canada Day. Yes, ben. we like to celebrate this day with our neighbors to the north on their birthday, just a few days before our country's birthday on Monday, July fourth. Uh, but. Ben, I gotta tell you, it is also the anniversary of three years ago today. I officially became the editor in chief of the Press Republican on Canada Day. On July first, Canada. I can't believe it's been <laughs> three years. It's been a long three years. <laughs> yes, it has. Uh, uh, long story short, I, I I was here forever, 35 years as a reporter. I love being a reporter, and I wanted to stay a reporter, um, except for a little brief hiatus there. Um, and when they said, we need you to be the editor, I was like, eh, wasn't really, didn't really want to do it. But mm. I figured, okay, this is an opportunity. Let's make a go of it. Um, and for the first nine, eight or nine months, Everything was great. Um, then this thing called COVID hit, mm-hmm. and I became a COVID editor, and we all became COVID journalists. Yes. And we've been dealing with it literally ever since. Um, but I have to say, in my time here at the helm, uh, I have been very, very fortunate to have some excellent, wonderful people working for us Aww. and working with us. Um, they have done the job amazingly. Day in, day out for these three years, especially during COVID. Um, everybody who's worked here, past and present, um, I can't thank them enough for tremendous efforts. And and really, what they did really helped the community. They provided really important, key, critical information that people needed during COVID and uh, other times, too. So you hear about these these communities that become news deserts when their newspapers fold um believe me north country you don't want that um so we're doing everything we can to stay strong stay viable and stay valuable um to our community because uh we need good journalism everywhere these days especially maybe now more than ever more than ever and we like what we're doing don't we ben well, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Always something new, as Joe Latablio says. Always every day brings new adventures. And now, as monkeypox hits our shores, we're ready to face that, too. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> However, it is the monkey in the middle of the room that we can't ignore. Yes. Um, the Clinton County Health Department put out a notice yesterday letting people know that while there are no cases here in Clinton, Essex, and Franklin County, there are 62 in New York City and a handful in the counties surrounding New York City. But most importantly, there were 202 confirmed cases in Quebec. 
Don't know where in Quebec exactly, but, uh, you know, Montreal's a big city, obviously. And it's close to us. People travel there. People from there travel here. So it's something to be aware of. Um, Joe, this sounds rather familiar. Exactly. (laughs) We talked about that um, in our editorial meeting. You know, at the beginning of COVID, it was like, oh, yeah, there's a few cases in New York City. They might not come up here. We found out very quickly what happened. Uh, let's hope for the better with monkeypox. It's not as deadly. Um, in fact, it's 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 kind of rare if you die from it, um, yes. from what I was reading. But still, it's something nasty that you don't want to deal with. No, no. I've seen, you know, um, pictures on the news is that, you know, um, the, the sores and the blisters, and it doesn't look fun. So. No, so hopefully we can uh, keep that at bay. I was thinking this morning, um, thinking about that story, I was thinking that fortunately, as the story says, is that it relies much more on skin-to-skin contact um, and contact with physical contact that does like air breathing. So that's a good Yes, sign. yes. You kind of have to actually be like touching people. Yeah, and I think, you know, since that's the case, hopefully the spread will be uh, contained uh, much easier than COVID is. Yes. Um, but, you know, but still, you know, we can't ignore it. Um, but yes. obviously we don't want to alarm or overly alarm people. Um, no. But and still, news is news. And as, you know, um, as part of my job in laying out the paper is you decide where to put stories. And I realized today, goodness, I put the story about the Canadian monkeypox cases right next to the story about we're inviting the Canadians down for the holiday weekend. <laughs> And I certainly don't want to give the impression that the Canadians are anything less than welcome to um, be no. coming back down this summer. And um, is that after two years of slowing them due to COVID, we are very glad to um, welcome them back um, this summer. Yeah, and, and you know, there really isn't. I don't think there is much appetite for more regulations and restrictions. No, not on uh, the border. And so, you know, we're getting back to, to close to what it was three years ago. Hopefully we can stay on that trend and we don't have to worry about these things because there's lots going on as the beginning of summer kicks in. Um, And you can come down here or come here from anywhere and enjoy a Michigan. Can't we, Ben? We can. Why is that? Because you can't get sick from Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, because um, Michigan's, yes, they are. What is July? July is Michigan month. There you go. Yes. How do you say Michigan in French? Ooh, that's a good question. Le Michigan. Yes, July has been officially proclaimed Michigan Month in the town of Plattsburgh uh, by the town supervisor Michael Cashman and his town board. The town council approved the resolution, actually, uh, proclaiming it Michigan Month for the second year in a row. Now, this is kind of cool. Um, the town is taking a local regional cuisine that's been around for a century, yeah, cl- close to it, mm-hmm. close to it. Um, the Michigan, um, as we all know it up here, it's a hot dog covered in, in, in meat, uh, sauce. meat sauce, kind of spicy, a little spicy, depending on where you get I it. I have to call you out for that. You wrote a story, yes, about this, and you said spicy meat sauce. I took that out. In my editing, because it's not always spicy. In fact, some of the best Michigan sauces are more tangy than spicy. To each his own. 
<laughs> but say. as as um, as Supervisor Mike Cashman said, yes, you can have it many ways. As I was saying, <laughs> it's a hot dog covered with meat sauce <laughs> on a special bun with special uh, features that will uh, make it sit sit in there and hold the meat sauce well. Mm-hmm. You can have it with onions, without onions, a little mustard maybe, um, maybe a little ketchup. Anything you want, I uh. guess. <laughs> and people have been eating them here for uh, decades and decades, and it's uh, a Plattsburgh-known food item. And the mm-hmm. town is celebrating that and promoting it and uh, maybe, you know, using it as a little bit of a marketing tool um, to sell the area, bring people to the area, bring interest to the area, and to, um, you know, let people try these tasty hot dogs. Now, Joe, why is it called in Michigan? The stories that I've read and heard over the years was because the couple that originally um, made them and served them here came from Michigan. Um, So that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. And I also heard that they sold these types of things, these hot dogs in Michigan, and they were trying to compete with Coney Island dogs. Mm-hmm. So they were named Coney Island, so they said, we'll name ours Michigan because we're in Michigan. I like that. Um, who knows what the real origin is, but nonetheless, they're here. And also, you have to have a little mystery to local oh, folklore. the lore. <laughs> the lore is, and, and the town, I give, I give them credit, uh, Cashman and the board. They went to the Pomeroy Foundation and they got a grant for a historical marker uh, signifying town of Plattsburgh as the home of the Michigan and it has it talks about the lore and the history and which is it is pretty cool Mm -hmm. Um, you know people say oh they come here like what is this Michigan and they go to one of the many local stands get one and find out I have had a couple encounters over the years um, where people will be like um, you hear you'll you'll be standing in line somewhere at a restaurant you hear people like what's this Michigan (laughs) and you say oh you want to try one of those yeah, exactly. Like, I come from Rochester, and you go to Rochester, you order a garbage plate. Mm-hmm. People are like, what's a garbage plate? People from Rochester, <laughs> you don't know what it is. But if you're not from there, you don't know. Garbage plate is a wonderful dish. It's two hamburgers or hot dogs covered, just slopped on with uh, uh, hot sauce, beans, macaroni salad, onions, uh, and a uh, couple other things, I think. Um, it's just a big pile of food. <laughs> Very American dish. <laughs> yeah, it is, well, it, it's, it's also known as great hangover food uh, or drunk food. Yes. Uh, but they've become really popular in Rochester, and uh, um, it, it's known as a regional dish for, for the Rochester area. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like um, as I'm sure over there, you know, different restaurants offer or try and stake a claim to it. And so up here you have the different places that are like ours are the best. Exactly. That kind of thing. So, yeah, so it is a fun little... And, yeah, and you're right. It's the, I like that the town, um, they did their homework. They got the Adirondack Ghost Tour to um, do some Verify research. Verify some um, information, yep. Yes, they didn't just make their own sign. They actually said, no, this is historically proven that <laughs> we are the home of the Michigan. And, um, and yeah, and there's, um, as we said last year, there's a little passport. You can go and go to some of the major... Um, Michigan restaurants around the area, get your stamp, and then um, you can win... The first 25. first 25, get a um, T-shirt. Yep. And then beyond that, they get bumper stickers. Bumper stickers, stickers. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
which actually I kind of like bumper sticker even more than t-shirts. Maybe. I like a maybe. good bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they're going to have the fun run, um, the Michigan Mile, is it? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and um, and we've heard, I think he even mentioned it when he came on the podcast, was um, that Supervisor Cashman is um, looking to, he has even grander ambitions. <laughs> Of a Michigan fest, a so. full-fledged festival. Yes, that would be so cool. <laughs> uh, like a, two- I survived the Michigan fest in twenty twenty three, like a, like a two-day event <laughs> somewhere out in the field. Uh, that would be cool. But the the Pomeroy Foundation sign is located on Sunset uh, Drive, um, off of Route Nine, just south of the city, right across the street from Claire and Carl's, one of the original Michigan stands. Um, and it's on the road that leads to the what will be the Battlefield Memorial Gateway that the town is developing uh, to uh, show off our our local history. Yeah, it's um, also local history. Years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a perfect site in what is Cashman called Michigan Corridor. Yes, with Clara Carls <laughs> and the old former Nitsies right down the road. So you know, and also a shout out to. Um, uh, Chloe Moulton of Elizabethtown, yes, who um, designed the um, the T-shirt this year that you can win from going to all your Michigan spots. Yep, it was. Uh, uh, she was there for the ceremony. She was very excited, uh, very happy. So that was cool. And then also a big shout out to Tattlepaster Planner Jess Kogut for yes. donning the Michigan costume <laughs> and showing true Michigan pride for the event. Yes, uh, and Michigan spirit. Yes, Michigan spirit, yes. You know, it was funny because last year she did it, and it was like a paper costume just threw together. She actually made this one. Out of, yes, uh, it looks good. And put some time and effort into it, and it does. It, it, it looks awesome. It has great. little onions in it. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yes, that was when, when you mentioned to do a Michigan month kickoff. I'm like, is the guy be the Michigan costume? And yep. So, Absolutely. Yes, that is fun. So. So yes, so um, so we have that to look forward to. Um, then, let's see. Fourth of July is coming. Fourth of July. It's a big Fourth of July up. weekend. It is. We got there's events going on all weekend and throughout the region. There's some in Elizabethtown. Um, I think is there something in Ross's Point this weekend? Um, I think there's was last weekend actually. Well, it might have been. Um, yes, but you know what's um, as American as Fourth of July, voting. It is. And this week, there was a primary. Um, yes, there is. I was going to just uh, quickly plug the 4th of July parade in the city. Oh, yes, at yes. At 1 o'clock on Monday. Yes. Um, starts on uh, J Street, I think, and goes through down Bridge Street, up City Hall Place. Uh, fun time for all. But, yes. yes, the primary was Tuesday, June 28th, um, after 10 days of early voting. Um, turnout, you know, for primaries is never big, and it wasn't big this time. Why is that, Joe? They're not used to it. People are used to going to the polls first week in November. Mm. Uh, now you have a primary in June. You can have another primary in August for the federal races, <laughs> and then an election in November. Um, and most of we only had one local race in Clinton County in the city council board four race. Hillary Trombley um, was challenging incumbent Jennifer Talon. Uh, Jennifer Talon was ahead by seven votes when the polls closed. Um, they have until Tuesday, I believe, to count absentees as they mm-hmm. trickle in if they're postmarked by the 28th. So we'll see 
what the tally is for that. Uh, it's pretty close. And in Franklin County, we had kind of a surprise um, in the Republican primary for sheriff. Uh, challenger Jay Cook um, beat incumbent Kevin Mulberhill pretty, pretty handily um, in the Republican primary for that race. Um, well, I thought that was interesting. Did you? I did. Is that from what I recall of his previous um, campaigns that Mulberhill has held his own on pretty well? So. Yeah, he has. When I saw that, yes, and from what I've heard, you know, um, I think his track record over there has been pretty clean, so yeah, so, um, but you can't beat, you know, local hero status, I guess. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> do you think they had a factor? Um, well, as they were saying, is, you know, um, as the Associated Press said, is that with Hochul and then Lee Zeldin, is that Lee Zeldin suffers from the fact that nobody knows who Lee Zeldin is. Jay Cook, you say, oh, yeah, he was the guy. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. For those of you who may not know what we're <laughs> talking about, Jay Cook, a uh, former New York State police sergeant, was the officer who shot and captured David Sweat, uh, culminating the three-week um, escape from Danamora saga in 2015. Um, so he uh, received a lot of um, honors for that. And people know who he is. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to tell a uh, county sheriff's race in rural counties what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. um, but it, the results are, they are what they are. He won uh, by a handy, handle, handily mar a margin that was... <laughs> a handy margin. <laughs> handily handily won. Sorry. Yeah, and, no. and Paul Maroon, incumbent legislator, was down by two votes um, after his primary for the area, I think it's area six, in, top, in the Franklin County legislature. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. Well, I did notice that is one thing about um, kind of um, low turnout races is they can still be tight despite being... You know, um, oh yeah, short amount of votes is that you know um, that's not a guarantee that you'll run away with it. So <laughs> no, they usually mirror um, primaries often mirror uh, the larger turnouts uh, and what they the results would be for those too. But it it's hard to tell. Yes, but then um, but then yes, is that in August? Um, I believe August twenty third, possibly. Um, yes, August twenty third is um, when the when we have primaries part two, which those will be the um, congressional, yes, to um, the big big guns. Yeah, um, I think you know for for the Democrats it's Matt Costelli uh, or, uh, and Matt Petorti mm -hmm. uh, will be facing off to see who gets to run against um, Elise Stefanik in in November. Um, it will be interesting to see how that turns out. Yes. Is that everyone? Everyone is on pins and needles about, yes, that big race. So yes, but then also in local politics, we had a, a notable name pop up, um, that um, Senator Schumer. Yes, the good old senator from Brooklyn. Um, he's been the New York senator since 1998 when he got elected. Um, he is now the majority leader of the U.S. Senate in Washington, uh, which I think is that number four in the country or something mm -hmm. like that. He's up there. Yeah. Uh, he's worked his way up to a very prominent position. Um, and I give Schumer credit. And 24 years as a senator, he's been up here, I think, at least once each year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He always makes his uh, way up here and takes time for the North Country and North Country issues. He's always very approachable, very personable, and uh, uh, he's a lot of times he has some interesting uh, things to say about programs that he wants to push for and get done to help uh, people in the region. This trip, he was at um, University of Vermont Health Network, CVPH Medical Center in Plattsburgh, to talk about a bill he's supporting that would cap the cost of insulin for diabetics at $35 a month, which this would be a lifesaver, literally, for many diabetic patients because the costs, as we know, of insulin have gone through the roof and are unmanageable for many people with diabetes. And I'm sorry, that's just wrong. That's just gouging uh, pharmaceuticals, taking advantage, making more money than they should. And politicians who are bought and paid for by pharmaceutical companies, letting them do it. So I would hope that a bill like this could get some backing from both sides and do the right thing for people because I think $35 a month could be manageable. Um, And if you have insurance, it's even better. Um, But this seems like a pretty common sense no-brainer type bill um how could you how could anybody defend not supporting it well and you know as i've read about is the fact that you know um i guess most medications as you said are kind of life or death but especially you know something like this is that this is not something that um diabetics can just say oh you know i'll take it three days out of the week or you know i won't take it this week no is that they need a steady supply to keep their um their health so it's not it's not exactly something you can bargain with. <laughs> no, and, and as the senator and the health officials from the hospital, Dr. Ritzma and others were explaining that, you know, because it costs so much, um, patients are rationing it and not taking it as often as they should, and, and that, that's bad. That leads to all other kinds of uh, health issues um, that are costly and, and, and possibly deadly. So... This, this, hopefully, this goes forward and gets support. Yes, it's again that you know, um, yeah, you're not, you're not often faced with as much of a life and death um, decision as you are with this subject. So, yes, um, hopefully, you know, um, clear heads can prevail and get these people some help. So, um, as far as a not quite so clear cut issue is um, that we had um, a major rally downtown again um, this week, and um, which is always. Um, well, as our publisher mentioned, you know, when he went by, so there was a, um, a rally organized um, to protest the Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade. And as our publisher said, it got quite a tremendous turnout. Um, um, and uh, myself and um, reporter uh, Luca Gross went over and checked it out. And um, yeah, a couple hundred people. So um, Trinity Park was full. Yes. Um, which again, as you pointed out, Joe, um, gave you echoes of, you know, um, the... Um, Black Lives Matter um, probably a couple of years ago and um, just the you know um, is it I don't know the million man march on Washington DC not necessarily but when you get that many people in the North Country together in one place it's um, it's impressive so the only other thing I can compare it to was in 2005 when Dan Stewart uh, was the mayor of the city of Plattsburgh an openly gay man when the Reverend Fred Phelps mm-hmm. and his Westboro Baptist Church followers showed up here to protest uh, Dan Stewart. Mm-hmm. They didn't like gay people. Mm-hmm. And they had about 20 or so 
people that showed up and they just had signs and were shouting awful, terrible things <laughs> like God hates you because <laughs> you're gay and God hates <laughs> F words and mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. things. And a counter protest of Plattsburgh people developed in Trinity Park and they were across the street from them and because uh, the, the Westboro Baptist followers were on a on the street in front of the old courthouse, the mm-hmm. old county building. Mm-hmm. The police had barricaded an area for them and the counter protests happened in Trinity Parkside. Mm-hmm. And they were shouting back and forth and the Plattsburgh crowd was at least a hundred people, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And they showed their support for for um, LGBTQ, although it was we didn't have that term back then. Sure, yes, but yes, and, but gay people. Um, mm-hmm. It was quite a scene, and that kind of reminded me of that. Yes, yes, and yeah, people are passionate about these things. Yes, a lot of energy, and um, yes, um, and then they even spread out. Yeah, line as you pointed out, um, line city hall place, and yeah. Um, so no, so it was interesting. Um, you know. Um, not to draw broad comparisons, but you know, is that as um, you and I um, on the day of on Friday, we headed over to Planned Parenthood, and there was a small gathering of um, of um, people um, kind of supporting the decision. Yes. And um, is as I pointed out to you, you know, compared to even like a decade ago, um, it was much more of a muted celebration than I would have expected from around here. And um, just that, it's interesting to see where the energies have kind of um, fallen lately, and. Um, as we have pointed out, you know, um, New York State is um, rather left-leaning on the issue. There's a lot of abortion access in New York State. So perhaps to some people, the issue doesn't feel as um, um, as urgent as in other states, you know, say in the Deep South or some degree. Um, so it's, it's, it makes for an interesting um, state to have these issues <laughs> play out in, is that I feel like one side feels like I feel like both sides feel like not much is going to change very soon. What well, and as we know, it ain't, but it's not over. Um, it, this will play out. There will, there will be several chapters uh, going forward. Um, mm. And, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 50 years uh, they've been trying to overturn this. Mm. Now that it's happened, it's, uh, uh, it's going to set up a whole other debate for many years to come. Yes, and despite what um, you know, um, social media can make it seem like um, these things don't play out quickly. Is that you know, politics is a it's a long game, <laughs> and um, yeah, it is. is that um, you know, um, you, if you just keep up the energy, you know, for either side for one summer, you know, no, you got to have rallies and do things long term. So, um, it, but it was interesting to see, um, you know, um, again, is that I was. Um, too young to know, as you pointed out, um, Joe, the, the days of Dr. Middleton and that kind of thing, you know, um, when they were much larger gatherings. I was too young to know those days, so it was just interesting this week for me to see a, a taste of both of those sides. So, um, But yeah, um, on the national issues playing out in the North Country. <laughs> yep, it was. Um, and the other thing um, we were going to talk about today was, oh, this morning, um, very early this morning, the very first flight from Contour Air, Mm -hmm. um, took off from Plattsburgh International Airport to Philadelphia International. Um, This new service will go to Philly, uh, I think it's every day of the week. uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Several flights um, on 30-passenger aircraft. 
and this replaces the daily service to Dulles Airport in Washington um, that was uh, offered by was it SkyWest? Yes. A, mm-hmm. a subsidiary of United. Mm-hmm. Um, they pulled out for uh, a variety of reasons. Um, but Contour Air has the essential air contract now for mm-hmm. next 27 months, I believe it is. And uh, they left today with a full plane, came back with a full plane, and by <laughs> all accounts, um, everybody was happy. And uh, the service to Philadelphia, hopefully it, it does well. They went out with a full plane, <laughs> came back with a half-filled plane. We don't know where the other half of the people went. <laughs> but yes, no, um, it's good. Um, it's exciting. Um, it's a, we have a, a strong airport up here, and um, it needs um, a good service, so... Um, and they gave it a water cannon salute. Yes, which is always neat. To see. You like water cannon <laughs> salutes? I do, actually. Yes, I'm a sucker for um, I'm a sucker for fire trucks in general. <laughs> Explain what a water cannon salute is. It's that they set up the two fire trucks on opposite sides of the runway, and then they shoot their hoses in kind of like overarching arcs over the plane, and so the plane kind of flies beneath the two arcs of water. And um, it's very, very artistic. <laughs> they, do, they do that for Honor Flight, don't they? I believe so, yes. Yeah. But then I also like with Honor Flight um, that I believe they do it regularly. Um, when you fly and they have the fire truck or um, some type of a truck um, holding up a giant American flag that you yes. um, fly or that you drive under to go yes. to the Honor Flight. So, now, with again, the two fire trucks fighting water, don't they get each other wet? That's true. I think firefighters <laughs> are used to it, though. <laughs> But no, like I said, I'm a big sucker for um, ceremonial fire truck things. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> yes, and um, I will say is that there was something my mom and I were watching on TV um, a while ago when they were talking about, I think it was like HGTV or something. They were talking about flying to um, Philadelphia, and the topic came up of the um, Plattsburgh Airport flights. And is that I still think that when you hear about that, there are going to be some people whose knee-jerk reactions are going to be, What's in Philadelphia that we're flying to? But again, is that Philadelphia is a is a good hub to go to other yes. places. No, it's not quite as glamorous as oh, we're flying straight to Vegas or we're flying straight to Boston. But it's when you go to Philadelphia, you can go practically anywhere from. Yeah, there, the so. connections are pretty good, and um, that's the key. Yes. So don't just say oh, why do we why are we flying to Philadelphia? <laughs> well, Philadelphia's a cool town. It Lots is. Lots to do there. Yeah, let's get some cheese steaks. It's where the um, Continental Congress signed the Declaration of in- Independence, which gives us our Fourth of July holiday we'll be celebrating Monday. Is the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia? It is. Yes, yeah, you can go and see that. Yeah, it's funny, you mentioned that politics moves slow, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the Continental Congress actually approved declaring their independence from Britain on July 2nd. Yes. But it didn't get ratified or formally approved until the 4th. Yes. And John Adams, our second president, refused to celebrate on the 4th. He wanted to celebrate on the 2nd. You know, the 2nd of July doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. Tongue, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, the 4th of July. Yeah. So, yes. But, no, um, I have actually been to Philadelphia Airport um, passing through, and it is a nice airport. So, um, the, I've been to Philly a few times. Um, and I, one time I went was in 2000. Um, the Republican uh, Party National Convention was there for the presidential race. Mm -hmm. George Bush was running against Al Gore. Mm -hmm. And Dan Stewart, who had just become the Plattsburgh mayor, um, was a Republican. 
lot of people don't realize that. Danny mm-hmm. Graham is a Republican. Mm-hmm. And he got invited down there as part of um, the coalition of openly gay uh, elected officials across the country. There was mm-hmm. like 30 of them that the Republicans were trying to show they were inclusive. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Dan went down there. So Dave Pazak, who was a photo editor at the time, drove to Philadelphia to cover Dan at these events. And it was right in the heart of Philly with all the historic stuff. And it was awesome. Um, and I never saw more police officers on the street in my life than that day. I think every cop in Philadelphia and every uh, Pennsylvania community was there. <laughs> they were, I don't know what they were expecting, but um, it was mobbed with police. And it was pretty cool. There was tons of stuff going on. Conventions, political conventions like that, they're big deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was real. It was fascinating, very interesting uh, time down there. And yeah, so Joe with Templeo gives Philly Philly a, a thumbs up. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yes, we wish um, yes the news service um, all the best, and we hope many Canadians will come down and fly out. Absolutely. Um, I think that that pretty much wraps us up for this week, Ben. I think it does, and yeah, that gets us back to again our original topic is um, what is it? Bienvenue. To all of our Canadian friends. Happy Canada Day. Yes, to um, to come down and check things out again. We are glad to have you. And um, But otherwise, um, we are glad to have our listeners here. You can find us on here, on um, Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on PressPublican.com. Um, and our website. And yes, our website, PressPublican.com. So, um, so yes, so it is exciting. Um, we will hope to um, to get back into your feeds more regularly rather than a pleasant surprise once in a while. Yeah, and we're going to have more guests, aren't we? We are, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, to keep things fresh and, uh, and going with all the latest topic and to hear some different voices. Yes. Um, but we're glad to be back. We are. So in the meantime, want to sign us off, Joe? Yes, thanks everybody for listening once again. And until then, we wish everybody a little weak side help.